were so kind to ask me to come back. I was really looking forward to it. It seems like every time I've had the opportunity to be on with you, I've enjoyed every moment of it. So this is a real thrill for me to get the chance to come back on when I love a show like yours. Well, good. We just try to try to do things right over here and get everybody involved and stay abreast of, of the topics going on today. And you're, got, you're one of the key people. I've always looked at you as a point of the spear with some of this information that's coming out. And Dr. Joy, we got a whole world full of crazy situations going on. Um, but before we do, why don't you just kind of reintroduce yourself, who you are, what you're about to the people that are just tuning in. Well, I'm a researcher and an uh, educator, and uh, my doctorate is in administration and supervision, and I've been writing books for a very, very long time, and I've been doing a lot of research for now well over almost 50 years. I'm getting old, so I get to, <laughs> to say it's been a very, very long time. But the types of books that I write are eschatology, history, ancient history, and biblical you know, truths. From start to finish, I mean, my books go from the Garden of Eden all the way to the end of days in which we are living in right now. So this topic that I really have been researching a long time is just really escalating, just like you said earlier. It is escalating. And so this has been uh, a lifelong work that was put in place when I was a little girl and had a dream about the end of days and believed that I saw Jesus and that uh, I was going to see what it was going to be like at the end of days. And sure enough, it seems like everything has just fallen into place. So uh, I've seen a lot of changes and I've done a lot of research in this area. And every day, it just seems like when I'm looking at anything on online or anything on Facebook that people send me or message me about, it's just amazing. So this is, like I say, a lifelong project to you know bring the information to people so they can understand scripture and get a better understanding of what Scripture has been trying to tell us for a long time. And um, and sometimes it's scary, Daniel. I mean, a lot of people call me and they go, oh, my gosh, Joy, you know, this is really bad. Is this going to get any better? And, you know, in Scripture, you have to go through the bad before it gets better. So sometimes my work is not a, be- a bedtime story, <laughs> but I try to give you the hope and the truth about it so that you know what the end result will be like. And that's the main thing is that you get the bigger picture through everything that we're going through. Uh, right now, there's a lot of people who get a hold of me because they have a lot of problems with mental health issues. And my undergraduate work, of course, was in guidance and counseling psychology. And I can honestly tell you that the mental health issues in the world right now are really, really showing that the stress level of what we're going to is really affecting a lot of people, Daniel. So thank mm. you so much for letting me be on your show to explain some of this and hopefully give a little bit better understanding to everyone about what really is going on. Mm-hmm. So are, are we are we living the days of Matthew 24, the book of Revelation? I really do believe that we are in the book of Revelation in the tribulation period. And I believe that we actually stepped over into that tribulation period when we came uh, to a world situation with a pandemic that was affecting everything. Up until that point, we had always had, you know, sovereignty of nations and we were kind of independent, even though we had a worldwide web and we were doing Uh, A lot of, I guess, trading and things uh, across the board with all kinds of countries involving themselves in surplus and demand and that kind of thing. But it seems that we had never crossed over into what you can honestly say could lead to a new world order. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that we have to look at now is that since this pandemic, our world has changed more from the concept of, you know, one country over here and one country over there to making everything sustainability so that earth can survive. So instead of it being about what's the best for the United States, it's now what's the best for earth. 
Mm. And so we can look at the United Nations and all the things that are going on with the sustainability goals and how the major corporations who, unfortunately, where they were in the past growing up, you know, we had people who were true to the United States and they hired, you know, Americans and, that, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But as we have escalated in the world, it's now on a world wide web where everything is connected. So your major industries, even though they may have been formed, let's say, in the United States, they encompass the entire world. So they have, you know, uh, headquarters here and then major quarters over here and over here, but they're in different countries. So really, I can honestly say that until we came into this pandemic, I could never justify to anybody that we were, you know, definitely in a tribulation period. Only when we stepped over and it began to be everything was about really planet Earth. Then there was the big red flag to pay attention that we are now looking at people uh, who are ruling over this, who have an agenda of globalism. And that's totally different than anything we've ever seen before. I mean, I had talked about years ago about the internationalists and the people who were wanting to promote and push us toward that and that the World Wide Web, when we stepped over into that, you know, in the year 2000, when our uh, computers kind of went away and they were kind of concerned that, you know, everything was going to be lost. You know, what it did was brought in a lot of surveillance, a lot of new technology, and it connected all of us worldwide. And I also saw that in the, um, the trading that was going on because I was involved with some major corporations here in the United States and began to see that they were doing international standards. And so when they did international standards, unless you met those standards, then you couldn't trade, let's say, you know, between countries. And so now our trading is like major. I mean, there's no country that's really left out. And so our exports and our imports are all connected to one another. And what happens is when you get into major crisis and we, let's say, have not where we used to maybe take care of everything that we kind of needed in the United States. Once we took and put it outside of the United States, when we had things like pandemics and famines and all kinds of weird things, just like now with Russia, oh my gosh, here we were. We should have been taking care of our own oil and our own gas and situations like we should have been, or we would have done years ago. We now have farmed those things out. And I began to see that this was a real problem uh, a couple of years ago when uh, we had a lot of things in the medical supply industry that was down in the areas that got hit by a lot of hurricanes. And because of that, then some of the medical supplies that we had normally had in local, you know, small town hospitals like I have here in, the, uh, in Georgia mm -hmm. began to run out of things like just natural saline to give an individual that might need it. But because a lot of those things were destroyed in the hurricanes, I started saying to myself, you know, it's really important that we don't like put all of our eggs in one basket. And that's kind of what we've done. We've put all of our eggs in a basket over here and a basket over there. <laughs> well. And so now we, we're kind of like chickens running around going, you know, where's my eggs at? You know, I, I, I've got to be able to sustain my own self. So we're, we're running into issues where there's uh, major changes in climate and there's major changes in the sun and moon and stars. There's, you know, this pandemic, and then we've got the plagues and the pestilences that are going on. And a lot of people, if you don't do a lot of research on what's happening worldwide, then you can get really 
I guess confused if you just turn on the normal news and just listen to everyday kind of things. It's kind of like wag the dog so that you're paying attention to dumb things and you're not really paying attention to what you need to be paying attention to. And it's that we are really headed into some very serious situations. I mean, even with this Russian thing, you know, I was looking at the cost of nickel and how that just escalated. You know, and your nickel and things of that nature are needed. There's different things like fertilizers. I mean, you think about my father was a farmer, so I really understand what fertilizer is all about. I used to have it all over me at this time of year trying to get ready to start planting and that kind of thing. But now that we farmed out all of this, then you think, oh, well, we don't really need Russia. We don't need this or that. Well, we have to have fertilizer, and I'll be honest with you, that is a real concern right now for the farming industry. And then, you know, we had the chips that went into, let's say, the new tractors a long time ago. You know, I drove a tractor on the farm. <laughs> we, didn't have, we didn't have guidance from a satellite telling us how to drive the field around. You know, you sat out there on a tractor with no cab on it, really just burning up hot, driving the tractor what you thought was good rows right between everything. Now everything is some satellite and they need like these little chips. Well, the chips went out. So then we don't have, you know, the ability to get farm equipment because we don't have <laughs> the tractors that have the chips that connect to the satellites to make sure that you're planting only this amount of things in the field because we can't have overabundance there in the field because you have one more row, we're going to come get you. I mean, it, it's just everything has become connected. And that's the thing, Daniel. A long time ago, it was not all connected. And I used to try to find the, you know, the dots to the piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. to get the bigger picture. But now everything is connected to something else and it's worldwide. So this is the days that we were told about in scripture would be coming because it says that there will come a time when we cannot buy, sell, or trade. And I tell you, we are almost there. And it's just the next little crisis that's getting prepared. And I hate to say a lot of things are going on, like with Ukraine and, and Russia right now, that are kind of setting the stage for all of this. And so it's, it's always amazing to me how we hear the news media take it one way and they they puff it all up and make it really like this is mm -hmm. this is a great guy and that's a bad guy and they right, try to right. play each other against and what you find out is what I told a long time ago. And a lot of people didn't understand it. I said, look, when you got a Republican and a Democrat, you better be real careful. Because a lots of times the root is the same. Mm, it's kinda like that's for sure. it's, kinda, <laughs> it's kinda like black magic. And white magic. I was telling somebody the other day, they were saying, well, you know, didn't you like the Wizard of Oz? And I said, well, you got to remember, the Wicked Witch of uh, the West that we all didn't like was so ugly and whatever. And then you had the Good Witch of the North, but they were both witches. So the root's the same. It's the same thing with Harry Potter movies. You've got the people who are practicing the black magic and people who are practicing the white magic, but mm -hmm. they're both practicing magic. And right. so when you understand what is the tree of good and evil about? It's got good in it, like white magic, and it's got bad in it. It's got black magic. So you have to be very, very cautious when you're watching anything now, especially. Now, a long time ago, people didn't really try to confuse you or lie to you as much as, <laughs> as, much as they're doing today. No. Because I'll be watching something on TV, and I'm like, Daniel, can they really sit there and with a straight face tell you this, and you know they're lying? But it's like wag the dog, and it's 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 all propaganda, and so it's really scary. And in trying to do the research that I do right now, and I'm working actually working on a new book, 
And I'm like scared to death, you know, a long time ago to do research required that I would go into like a major library or have to go and wait for books to come in for months for me to be able to get my hands on them. You know, but you felt like that when you looked at this book and it was nonfiction and it had the bibliography there and you could go back and check the resources that you were getting pretty straight information. Today, when I get something, I'm like, where did they get this? Where did it come from? <laughs> I mean, I play the devil's advocate on everything somebody sends to me. And I know the other day I was sitting and doing some research on this uh, Ukrainian uh, and the propaganda and the stuff with Putin and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had done that for about four hours. And my husband looked at me. I was getting up. I was walking out. I was like, my hand. He says, are you okay? And I said, I don't know. I've just got to get away from this. My mind <laughs> feels like I can't deal with it anymore because there's so much propaganda that we are being led to believe is one way and it's entirely something different than what we would ever dream it to Mm -hmm. be and i tell you when i started looking at you know the fact that the internet was going down and they were changing things on the internet and they were denying the russians were denying use of the internet and then ukraine was begging elon musk to say you know can we use your starlink satellites to connect up to the internet and I'm like okay does anybody really is anybody stopped to think about this I mean Elon Musk has got over 2,000 Starlink satellites floating around up there in near earth orbit we're talking about it was I think it was 2050 when I looked at the well, other that's day the thing, right, that's, the thing right there. that's the thing right there every time I look up I see a satellite to me it's it's it's, it's that's that's sky pollution I don't want to see no satellites up there so, hey, by the way, we, we've got questions coming. Let me let me get to a couple of those real quick, or at least one of them. And by the way, I also got to uh, acknowledge people just joining us in the live chat. Rose, Teflon Coat, Jimmy AC, uh, Michelle and Jim, Tammy and Dave Mishcom, welcome to the program. Tammy Hall, David Dudash, uh, May 77, 7, and Reload Skidmark, and Raul Sanchez all joining us in the program. Well, do, well, do, well, Dr. Joy, we have this question from Rose. She says, Doctor, do you think descendants of Jesus still exist Till this day, just like the Da Vinci Code says, and do you think they're going to be persecuted? Oh, I don't think there's any descendants of Jesus himself. Now, my research that I wrote about in Eden, the knowledge of of good and evil 666 is a volume one and two. I explained that the secret societies really are where this Da Vinci Code thing came from and that the the grail legend of Camelot and that the king was going to live again and he was going to be reborn as a child. You know, I trace all that back. Uh, from the Egyptians when that first started with secret societies that I could trace back to up until today. And the intent has always been that Jesus actually survived, that he did not die. And so uh, the esoteric side of the the coin has tried to say that he married, and he married Mary Magdalene, which would have been a lot older than he was, which seems a little bit out of context. But then they tried to say in the secret societies that he had married her and that they had had uh, two children. They had had two boys and a girl. And that during this particular time, after his um, uh, supposed not death on the cross, (laughs) that they literally were taken, some believe by Joseph Arimathea, into the British Isles, and that that's where you get a lot of the connection that the royal families try to tie themselves to back to the lineage of King David. So, yes, there is this um, 
this esoteric thing that that people do believe or have been taught that through the Mm -hmm. esoteric teachings Mm -hmm. that Jesus did not die on the cross and that he was actually alive and he did for the children. But that that is not the case. And, uh, you know, my, my research shows that and proves that, you know, that it's really been one of those things. To bring Grail legend, they had to kind of twist the story a little bit. And so you, when you study secret societies like I have for years and years and years, they use doublespeak. And so they use these stories to tell some truths in it. And, and the truths, you have to really kind of plot themselves out. And I know a lot of people I had a question the other day where someone was asking me about something. And I said, look, I don't really think you need to read esoteric work unless you're pretty grounded in the, the word of God, because it's kind of a rabbit hole that you can get sucked down in. And there's been a huge number of people that got sucked down that rabbit hole because secret societies have been some of the biggest things and are still some of the biggest things that rule the world. But the intent is to try to disprove that Jesus was uh, a person who came to, you know, came to earth mm-hmm. as uh, the, the son of God and that he was born through uh, virgin birth and that he literally died and resurrected. And so, you know, when you, once that is proven, then you kind of get rid of all the other religions and you really have to focus on the, the true religion of what it was about mm-hmm. in the four gospels. So. Uh, as far as the lineage of what you would say, the true Hebrew and Israelite lineage of which Jesus, of course, his mother Mary was from, yes, that lineage still does exist. And in scripture, we are told that there are 12,000 of the 12 tribes of Jacob who equal 144,000 that will be here at the end of days. Mm -hmm. And they have to be sealed in their forehead, which I always, you know, in in my work, I show it's the pineal gland. It's the reason they're having to be sealed because of all the technology that's going to lock your brain into this artificial intelligence. That that is why God has chosen to use something of some nature to actually seal those 144,000. So if you're looking to know if there are true, pure Hebrews that are still among us, yes, mm-hmm. there are. Yeah. And one of the things that well, Hitler well, well, was trying so hard to do was to go after the ones and, and get rid of all of them. Okay, so now my favorite tribe is the tribe of Dan, and my favorite book is the book of Daniel. Just saying. <laughs> hey, but, I, I mean, let me ask yeah, you a question. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you a question, though. There's a there's there's an argument now that's come up uh, on the internet that I've been watching in 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 the church, so to speak, from different people, and that is who is Gog? Because you know we know about Gog and Magog and the Valley of Megiddo and these things and the confrontations and things. Some people are saying that Russia is Gog. Other people are saying Russia is not Gog because it never comes up in Scripture that area of of the of the place. Do you know who Gog is? Well, you know, the thing that I've been researching this, too, and have been for a long time, because I really see that, um, you know, the book of Daniel talks about it. But then also the book of Revelation talks about at the end of days that there is a resurgence of evil that happens after the thousand year or millennial reign. And it goes out. He allows Satan to go out into this area that are the lands of Gog. In my book, Beguiled, uh, the three volumes that I did, Beguiled, Eden, Armageddon, I show that the Gog and Magog that is very interesting to me is a type of celebration that is actually happens every year in London. And they have a parade 
a Gog and Magog parade. And would you believe that Gog and Magog were giants that they believe came from the Caspian area to the Black Sea to, to this area uh, of the British Isles? And so I find it interesting that there may be a real good connection of Gog and Magog right there that we most people have never even stopped to think about. When you look at the city of London, you find that most of that area is all about serpents. I mean, they yeah, have these dragons. huge dragons mm -hmm. all over that area. I mean, it's like inundated with it. And it's just interesting to me that they have these this little celebration that they honor these two giants, Gog and Magog, of which they believe that their royal families actually stem from. So if that's the case, I think that we could be looking. You know, I, I have to look at this. When we look at Daniel, it talks about these areas and, the you know, the Scythians and all the people that were up there, the, the Persians, you know, all the Black Sea, the Caspian, all that stuff is all connected to the serpents. It's all connected, mm -hmm. actually, to the tribe of Dan. And the tribe okay. of Dan is okay. one of those so, so, tribes. So, okay, so you're saying that Russia is not Gog. I can't, I can't really say that I believe that Russia is Gog. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of people who say that the area... Uh, in which some of that is talking about. And I was trying to think, it's like um, there's there's an area that they say Turkey and Persia mm -hmm. and all those little areas that were like there with a um, Afghanistan, all that little particular area in there, mm -hmm. that that could be that those group of people would come together. And this is another area that I have brought out too, that if there was to be a, let's say, a battle before Armageddon, some people have tried to put it that it's going to be Russia and all those together and that they'll come after Israel. Mm -hmm. Then the research that I looked at and that I'm looking at right now really points me more to believe that this Gog and Magog war is really the same thing as the Battle of Armageddon because it talks mm -hmm. about some of the same similarities that I can't find it separated for something prior to. And I and I and the other thing I wanted to make sure that it was not talking about mm -hmm the battle there after the millennial period. So I really think it's going to be the battle of Armageddon, this Gog and Magog battle. What we have to remember is in that battle that comes to, pl to play, that the Russians, that that area that's the, where the Scythians were and where the Persians were and all of that will be something that will be coordinated together with the kings of of the east because we know that they're going to come across a supposedly dried up Euphrates River and mm -hmm. come into uh, the area. So I want to believe that those groups will be together and that is probably why Russia is pushing so hard to bring Ukraine back into that area because there's that landmass that allows them to come through. The other thing is we've got to remember is the Antichrist who's going to be standing pretending to be God is going to unite all the other countries together. And those countries were, the countries were of the old Roman Empire. Well, interesting enough, the British Empire is the exact same countries as the Roman Empire, old Roman Empire. So if that's the case, then we got to look at really something that's very scary. Hmm. Well, and look, that look. is, like I said, the white magic and the black magic. You've got okay. the Russians and their group 
and the Chinese that will coordinate themselves. But mm-hmm. the others that are coordinated together will be coordinated under the auspices of the Antichrist. People are going to believe that he's, he's the Messiah, but it's kind of like the good guys versus the bad guys, Daniel, is really a serious situation because mm-hmm. everybody's bad in that situation that's running the process of bringing the countries against each okay. other there in Armageddon. Okay, so it seems that, that, that uh, the prognosticators, I don't want to call them prophets, but the, those that are in uh, time people, are, the, the variances between opinions and beliefs seem to go hand in hand with world events. Now it's Russia. It's Russia, everything. Here's the other thing, too. When everybody's, everyone is telling you, and I think you kind of said this really in your opening there, that everyone is telling us Russia bad, right? Ukraine good. Right. But wait right. a minute now. We've got, we've got uh, numbers of biological weapons factories in Ukraine. Ukraine, right. there's a movie out there called Ukraine on Fire, which YouTube just banned after it was up on YouTube for years. And it said how yes. that they stole the election in 2014 and installed that 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 dancer guy. That's all he's a comedian and a dancer was with, uh, with men. We'll leave it at that. Now he's the president of Ukraine. I mean, he has no political experience. So he was installed. So they banned that. So now, but we've all been told, of course, and so it always worries me when somebody, when they're all telling me, because they all have told me, They've all been telling us the same thing for two years or two and a half years on a certain subject, which we won't bring up, I guess we could say. Maybe we could say pandemic. But I, more than that, and this video goes down because of the powers right. of be. But so it, are, people seem to be changing their prophetic utterances, you know, their projections. Okay, well, no, it's, I've always said, you know, they said it's Russia. Well, what they were saying was 10 kings over here. Or they, now, or when we're when Iran was getting ready to get the nuke, they said, oh, no, it's Iran. Iran's a big player over here. Russia, they don't, they don't even have an army over there. So it just seems that they're, that they're changing around, depending on what's on the, on the news thing and feeding off that. And I, I kind of, I'm kind of holding back on that thing. Well, wait a minute now. I'm, I'm not going to be led down the Primrose path on that again. I'm going to evaluate the situation a little bit closer scrutiny this time. Well, that's why I've been doing the research that I've been doing. And a lot of people were like, you know, Putin's terrible. And I'm like, Putin's brilliant. I mean, I've studied him. He's, he's brilliant. So there's something more to all of this. And then, like you say, you've got someone who is running Ukraine that is an actor. We saw how that worked out in the United States when we sent actors in. And we had mobs and violence and stuff. And we used character actors to make sure that it happened. You know, I saw countries fall like that that I wrote about uh, in my books. Um, Egypt was one of them. They wanted to change the people, and the whole intent was to put mm-hmm. the country under a new centralized banking system that was mm-hmm. never discussed. I mean, you know, it's all of those countries that were not centralized banking areas, they got rid of the, the re- regimes. And so mm-hmm. the intent that I, uh, I see this is that, Yes, back in 2000, I think in uh, five, and then in uh, 2010, Luger and Nunn really are two senators that, uh, and and actually Senator Obama at the time, were some of the people that were involved in making sure that the Ukrainians, uh, you know, the weapons that were there, that were the biological weapons from the Russians, were actually kept in Ukraine, and they opened bioweapons labs. And so, you know, when it was funny that, you know, it's quite obvious we have that 
you know, we have papers on all that. Mm -hmm. We have their comments and everything mm -hmm. that you would see people get on TV and deny that the United States had any bio labs in, in Ukraine. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, my gracious, you know, let's do a little history on that. That's well, I, well I'll, give you a little, I'll give you a classic one on that. that. That would be Hunter Biden's laptop. In in the beginning, when that thing was first found, they said, that's it's just a rumor. It's Russian disinfo. The, the laptop doesn't exist. Well, then it right. come out. And if you said something on YouTube about Hunter Biden's laptop, they would ban you. Yes, and right. now, so and then and then and then here 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 you got past the election. Now the election's over, and now all of a sudden, New York Times comes out and says, "Oh, our mistake." Well, they didn't even say it was their mistake. They said, uh, "By the way, the the laptop is real, and those are Hunter Biden's emails, and he does have a lot of nudie pictures with little girls, and he's a crack addict." But hey, yes. you know, our bad. Well, wait a minute, no. How about censoring yourself? So, but see, they they will ban you for information that they don't want to be out there. I mean, let me, let's get right. but let's get some questions. Got lots more questions coming in for you, Doctor. Well, it has to do with surveillance. I mean, they're they're stopping us from being able to tell the truth, and mm -hmm. that's that's controlling your ability to make wise decisions or choices and 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 decide what you want to do about things because you okay. don't get in the whole picture. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is from uh, from Rose. Um, she says, uh, "Do you believe in the rapture?" Uh, yes, and in my books I talk about it because it's called the catching away. The word rapture does not appear in Scripture, but the catching away does. And I do believe that the catching away will probably happen sometime right before uh, Armageddon. It will it will be a process of what what I explain about in Scripture is the thief in the night. That is a Jewish tradition. Uh, and this is uh, one of those things where the watchmen on the wall were looking for the new moon, and when it would show just a sliver, they would blow the trumpet, and they had so it had to go quickly into the temple. And if you were out and about at night and you didn't have your lamps lit, and that's where the the, the parable of the ten virgins comes in, that you need to keep your lamp lit. And if you didn't get in, the doors were closed, and then you couldn't you couldn't get in. And then there was also the tradition of that the priest would go around if he found someone sleeping that was supposed to be staying awake that was a priest, they would jerk their clothes and they would expose their nakedness because they had fallen asleep and not, were not watching and, and waiting. Right. So, yes, this, this is a catching away. And, and it says that the bridegroom, who is Jesus, will come back. It will happen in a twinkling of an eye, according to Scripture. Those saints that are already with him, those people that who uh, chose to be Christians and were saved in this life, when they died, because our body is made up of a physical body that looks like this, a spiritual body that looks like this, and a soul that encompasses our uh, consciousness, because the brain is only like a computer. It's only mm -hmm. within it. So our consciousness, once we die, along with our spiritual body that looks just like us. If you step out of it in a near-death experience, you can see all this. Oh. And when you do, you can you will go up into the heavenly realms, okay? When the rapture or the catching away occurs, the first thing that will happen is when they're coming back with Jesus, the graves or anywhere someone has died will burst open, and they will be rejoined with their physical body. And that's like in Ezekiel, the, the dry bones reconnecting themselves, that kind of thing. It, it's done in a tw twinkling of an eye, which is actually faster than you can blink your eye. Mm -hmm. And th at that moment, 
you will rejoin with your physical body and you will be in a resurrected state just like Jesus was when he resurrected from the tomb. Following that quick event will be that any Christian who is alive at that time, you will be caught up in the presence of them as well as Jesus. But instead of leaving your body behind and being dead, in that same twinkle of an eye, your body the energy within the body that is created by resurrection will allow you to kind of burst forth into a resurrected body. And so when people come to your home looking for you, they will not find you deceased. They will not find any evidence of you because your physical body, your spiritual body, and your soul are all connected, and it goes at that one time. Mm -hmm. If people go to the cemeteries, they will literally see those things burst open. They're no longer, you know, there's nobody there. So there will be people who are driving down the highway where there will be wrecks and trains and that will wreck and th there will be mass chaos because at the moment of that twinkling of an eye, you're gone. So if you're, you're piloting a plane or you're, you know, driving a well, car. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you something. Does, does, uh, does it make any difference if you're uh, 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 cremated or buried? No, and the reason being is that every single cell that you have on your body from the time that you were born is a holographic you. So you think about when you, um, if you just take a shower and you shower off and you notice all the skin cells that are just kind of floating around, if you sweep them up or whatever off the floor, every one of those cells, if you were to take because of the research that I did with mm -hmm. cloning, right. you can take a, a woman's egg, you can hollow it out, and you can pop that one cell into a woman's egg. You electrify it. It will start dividing, and it will make a complete physical body that looks just like what you are. It doesn't have the spiritual body in it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have the soul mm -hmm. in it. It just has the physical body that looks just like you. Mm -hmm. So you imagine how many cells are laying around everywhere. So whether you were eaten by, you know, a whale, if you were burned up or whatever, <laughs> your body, the parts of your body, the holographic cells are all still right here with us. So yes, they can be brought back together. Okay, uh, we have on our website two polls directly related to tonight's subject with you. Uh, the first one is, who is the Antichrist? And the choices are Joe Biden, Vladimir Putin, the Pope, Prince William, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein, or it shall be revealed. And the results of that, people believe, this is what people believe. We'll see if it changes later. Right now they said it will be revealed at 30, 53%. 26% say Barack Hussein, or insane. I call him Barack Insane Obama and his and his man wife. And then you got Prince William at 10%, Joe Biden at 3 and the others at 3 on them. So it looks like most people say they're not really sure who it's going to be. It's going to be revealed. Now, the second poll question is, what is the Shroud of Turin, the burial cloth of Jesus, a medieval hoax, a tablecloth, or it can't be explained. Let's check that one out. And 68% uh, say it is. In fact, the burial cloth of Jesus with 16% believing it can't be explained. Another says it's a medieval hoax. All right, let's get to uh, some more questions for you, Dr. Joy. So we've talked about the rapture, and uh, Doreen wants to know, how close are we to said rapture? Well, if we let's just say that we stepped into the, uh, the pandemic and that that was a starting process maybe for the tribulation period. And if that was the case, and we looked at like maybe three and a half years for, you know, getting to the point that probably Antichrist will actually 
be revealed and come mm-hmm. on board. Then sometime after that, let's say four and a half to five years, we might be looking at it during that particular period of time. If, in fact, we start on a certain date for the pandemic, and that can be kind of confusing. The The date that will always stand out to me is a date that I wrote about uh, in my books that was um, something that was found in esoteric literature for the serpent lineage. And I had a, a good friend who had accessibilities to some of these uh, books mm-hmm. and allowed me to look at this. And what it was was that that lineage had said that their apocalyptic time would start when their oracles met their Gothic cathedrals. And the Gothic cathedrals over in Europe were all built by the Knights Templar. And that's where the connection is to all this esoteric stuff. I mean, it is very detailed, and I, and I wrote extensively about it. But there was a time period when the oracle sites were named back in ancient history for the particular planets in the sky. So you had the Sun Oracle, the Moon Oracle, the the Mars Oracle, and that kind of thing. And the, and, the, and the Knights Templar came along, and they put Gothic cathedrals over them. And they believed that you could walk the Lacadorium, which was what they call the North Road, which was based on the Milky Way. And that at some time, if you went through their particular gothic cathedrals that match those planets you would end up at Roslyn Chapel which was the crown chakra of the body and interesting enough the planets were going to align themselves perfectly all of them including the sun moon and sun and moon as well on one particular day and that day was July the 28th 2019 so that always stuck out in my mind that that was the day that they believed that they would initiate their apocalyptic time period. Wow. And so, interesting enough, going back and looking at when the pandemic started, there was a release over in China, uh, and there was some missing vials that happened right after this particular date, like in August. Mm-hmm. And so we know that the, the vials had actually been taken there before that particular time. And then there was a, you know, uh, actually a, an Olympic type of event for the military from various countries that met there in China. And one of the things that was most interesting was that the people who attended that event said that the Chinese were not really out and about at any of the events, almost like they had been told they were being quarantined. And so now that the research has been done on that, it appears to me from what the research I've done myself is that that particular thing was released, you know, to uh, people that were going back into their countries who were in great shape. And a lot of the military people and personnel from the different countries reported that they were having these uh, type of pneumonia type of uh, experiences mm-hmm, right. that really could not be explained and that they got very, very, very sick. So, you know, this would I- explain the escalation in, you know, the pandemic getting worldwide very quick. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just find that it's very interesting that that date 
that I found in that matching those, which is really weird. I mean, you know, that these Oracle sites were planned all this time. And then in the future that they would all come together hmm. and be, on, I mean, it's just a little bit more than coincidence. Okay. So uh, let me, I, I think that there could be some me, correlation to that. Okay. Let me break in here. All right. So some more people have joined us in the live chat. William Bacon, uh, St. Matthew six, Tony, uh, Fonanas joined us, uh, uh, Kathy Pavel's in there, all and I, and the other side are all joining us now on the program. We have on our uh, newsmaker line tonight, Dr. Joy Pugh. If you have a question, put it in the live chat. If you're watching on YouTube, the chat is on the right side. And if you're watching on the website, the chat is on the left side upper. Both of those are the same chat, and they both pop up, and I think you can move them anywhere you want as well as the player. All right, uh, Dr. Joy, we have this question here. It says, um, uh, this is from Azure. She said, a bit off topic, but can you speak to any information that you may have on the Black Pyramid in Alaska? You know, there's there's so much that's going on about these pyramids that typically we have not even had an understanding about. You know, I, I really believe that, unfortunately, the powers that be, and, I, and that's a terrible way to explain people, but uh, there is a lineage that kind of oversees all of this. It's always been like ruling the world and, and, and coordinating stuff. Right. I truly believe they've known about that. I mean, it's like the White Pyramid that's supposedly in China, and it's all the pyramids that are under the water. You know, it's taken right. us having mm -hmm. technology now to really see real, real, real time things. And, you know, there's been this thing that. Um, you know, even in the Antarctica and all of that, that there's an opening, you know, the, 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 the Nazis believe that Hitler was involved in that, you know, Admiral Byrd, the stories of Admiral Byrd and, and Middle Earth. And the fact that we have a treaty now that only certain people can go there and you and I can't visit, you know, up in those <laughs> yeah. areas. So, you know, I, I, I would tell you that there is no I'm doubt in my mind that there is some very, very, very strange things. I mean, there's monoliths that people have said that are up there that are huge monoliths. Um, and, and the fact is that so many things have been discredited that it didn't exist. I mean, I just think about just going down into uh, the Yucatan Peninsula. Mm -hmm. Until we got in there and started cutting down some of the forest, look at all the Mayan pyramids that just are inundated that you couldn't see even from the sky because they were eat up with, you know, uh, foliage. Mm -hmm. Nobody even knew that they were there. So um, I, I would just tell you that I believe in so many of these things because they've been hidden from us. I mean, it's like the skulls for the giants. When mm -hmm. people would find those things, they would put them in the B British Museum or the Vatican Library and hide them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Smithsonian even did that you know, because they did not want the truth to be known. So, it, you know, it really is a concern. There are a lot of monoliths. There are a lot of pyramids all over the world. Um, I, I, I would like for your brain to be cloned so I could have the knowledge that you have. But since I can't clone your brain, my brain's trying to assimilate all this information at your rapid fire pace. My brain as a cowboy works a little slower. So slow down for me just a little bit so, okay. I, so I can get this. Let me ask something. This might be an off topic question too, uh, Dr. Joy. Uh, do you believe in a, a binary universe? Well, you know, there's been some uh, truth to that. When you go back and you look at the Sumerian cuneiform text, it shows that the Anakis 
that believe, you know, the people believe that uh, Zechariah Sitchin wrote about in his Earth Chronicles, that they were telling that there was a binary system that existed. And there is some speculation that because it could be a binary system, that Wormwood, who, you know, we've, we always, we should know by now, we're going to get hit. If, if, you read, <laughs> if you read the book of Revelation, Wormwood is coming okay. and it is going to hit us. And our star defense system that we tried to perfect all these years is not going to bust it up. We're going to get hit and a third of everything is going to have a major problem. So the fact that all these uh, asteroids and meteorites are getting a little bit closer to us every time, you know, one will fly by us and they say, oh, NASA didn't see that until it was gone and it was the size of a so-and-so. So, I mean, we've got the uh, telescopes out there on Indian reservation land and one called the Luciferian te telescope, Lucifer, that the Vatican owns. They all got them pointing at the sun. And, you know, a lot of people, and I've looked at pictures because I've always been involved in, in looking at anomalies in the sky anyway. I've had great interest in that since I was a child and saw my first UFO. So the thing about it is that something is very strange that some people have photographed. I know some people photograph uh, what we call a sun dog, and that is where you've got the sun, and then you'll have two little, uh, looks like two little round things on either side of the sun, and they'll have like a rainbow appearance. What that is, is an optical illusion, and it's abs absolutely because there's moisture in the air, and it's picking up like a rainbow like this. Okay. Some people believe that it's done like that because our Earth is a flat Earth, and that we have a dome over it, and the reason that that does like it does. I don't know. I, you know, there's, I, I, I've left the flat Earth theory stuff to the people who really have time to study that. But I will say this, that it's very, very odd that you end up with one on this side and one on this side. And uh, the arc of the rainbow is as it is, mm -hmm. whatever. But the thing, the thing that's most interesting to me is that if you go back and you look at the, the cuneiform text, all of those um, you know, people that were writing them, the Sumerians, they literally showed these two stars or these two, these two suns together, mm -hmm. you know, like a right. binary system. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Um, a lot of people say Zachariah Sitchin, in some of the translations that he did, that he had his own kind of translations. Mm -hmm. And there's where you run into a problem. You know, how many people can read cuneiform texts? And we, it's, it's not like there's everybody out there <laughs> that can read them. But I do find it strange that it's mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then in looking at this wormwood or this, this star that is going to hit us, you know, if it's in a rotation mm -hmm. that is way out and away from us and it's mm -hmm. coming back in, in like a double sun or a double planet or whatever – there's a possibility that it could be something mm -hmm. like that. The now, thing, if it is, is that it is real. Warm wood is real. Mm -hmm. And according to Scripture, it is going to hit us. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so not a, maybe not a great thing to think about, but something that is true. Now, the earth is not flat, is it? Well, you know, that's what I said. I, I haven't studied that, and I just really don't really know how to say yay, nay. All, all I can say is that it really does concern me, first of all, wow. Wow. that there is a, a scripture that does say the foundations of the earth and the pillars and that kind of thing. Now, I really do believe that hell is in the earth. I really believe okay. it's inside of the earth. I think we can all, I think but, the, rounder, the rounders and the flatters can all at least agree that hell's down. Yeah, and, and heaven's up. And and the thing about that, 
that's most interesting, and one of the questions I would have, is that if Scripture tells us this, that the day of Armageddon, when Jesus returns, according to in the sky, in the eastern sky, we know that, like right now, in New Zealand, they're 24 hours ahead of me. Okay, if the eastern sky were to be lit up by Jesus coming back, that would be Monday for them, or that would be a different day for them than it is for me. It would be on the other side of the world. If it's round, how would we all see it at the same time? Mm. Okay, well, you just posed a great question there. That should uh, fire <laughs> up the, the live chat going on. Um, all right, so uh, Rose says, Doctor, what do you think of conspiracy theories that say, and this is, I, I can hardly even say this, but it said that there are theories that say Jesus is Lucifer. I don't even want to say that question, but is, what's going on yeah, with that? That that could be, that could very well cause a problem later on down the line because what you speak sometimes can really come back to haunt you. Um, you know, the thing about it is there's always been this uh, yin-yang belief, and that's an esoteric belief where you've got the same size of the white and the black. The problem is yin-yang is of the same yeah. What I was talking about, yeah. like white magic and black. I really magic. didn't even like that question there. So, so if that question's out there, I got to take it back because I certainly don't believe that's true. And I, but I do know that there are kooks out there that say such things like that. It goes, it goes back to other people trying to say like uh, uh, that that movie where, where they Jesus may marry may have married Mary and these kinds of things. These are just yeah. conjecture and stuff. And you they, know. but they're based on esoteric. They're based on esoteric teachings, and there is a teaching. From the Sumerian text again, about Enol, I say en, en, Enol, and the other one I can't think of the name E N I L. And, and anyway, in their teaching, in that Babylonian teaching or that Sumerian teaching, they they try to make it that there was a big god, and then he had two sons, one being Lucifer and one being. Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, that's where some of that esoteric teaching comes from to try to promote that agenda. And then there was also in some of the scriptures when they did translations that they tried to say that in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the beast, that they tried to say that Jesus was the beast. Well, I find it interesting because I truly believe that the Antichrist is in the image of Jesus, and there is the reason he is the beast. He's in an iconic image, according to the Greek translation mm -hmm. of that particular word meaning icon. Uh, who, who is this guy in the background here? Well, right there you've got uh, Prince William, and he is very instrumental and is about to get even more instrumental with his Earthshot prizes and the push toward um, sustainability and the goals that all countries are going to have to fall in line with. And what you're seeing on the screen is that I had uh, a person who was very well talented at doing, uh, you know, being able to look at does a person have similar imaging of another person could they actually be in the same image and so when I asked uh, her to put this together for me we were wanting to see because before actually when he was born I used to take little small pictures and try to look at what Jesus would look like when he was taking back as a young person and we were starting to see that there were similarities in taking the shroud and trying to make it younger and when William got older and we started looking at all of those same things. We started seeing that there was also the similarities, especially in the, the sunkenness of the eyes, 
there's an indention in his head that you can see is in a, in, in a depthness right here above the eyebrow. And uh, on his pictures today, you even see it even more pronounced. The other thing is that his nose has this little bump and twist, and it comes down into the point area and rounds back around just like the Stratoturin. And if you notice the bottom lip, as they turn down little lip, the same thing as it is on the, on the shroud, as well as the area of his cheek that puffs up, is puffed up here because he had the high cheekbones. You can see that in a lot of William's pictures as well, as the cheekbones are like that as well. And then the other feature is that he physically has the same size body of that on the Stratoturin. The most interesting feature to me is that every time you see Prince William standing in a crowd or about to present or do anything, his hands are in exactly the same shape over like the Stroud is, with one clasping the other the same exact way. So I, I find it I find it very interesting that he has the same body in mm -hmm. an image that we know rose and resurrected through that shroud. Ooh, that's I mean, controversial I've there. done extensive research on that shroud, and that shroud is real. It is definitely a real relic. And that, that uh, looking at our poll on, online, we got Prince William coming in at the Antichrist. We got him coming in at number three. We'll see if that rises up after that little conversation. Uh, Lizulfe Marine says, Doctor, are you of Welch descent? <laughs> not not that I know of. I've only been able to uh, trace back uh, my lineage on one side of my family to uh, John, Dr. John Telefero. He was a Minuteman in the Revolutionary nice. War. Look at that. And wow. so that's, that's about as far as I have been able to trace my lineage back. Okay. Um, is, this is from uh, May 778. Is there... A no human presence ruling humans through money system. That might be an AI question there. I can't really determine that. Um, is there a no? Is there yeah. So 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 is how about read, that? Read, is is AI running stuff? It, it read that again to me. Uh, is there a no human presence ruling humans through money system? Well, you know, when you talk about cryptocurrencies, what they're saying is with artificial intelligence, they're going to get to the point that because of the uh, human inability to do algorithms, we don't have the capability in our minds to do that. But a computer can do algorithms, and they're going to start using those algorithms to to make better choices than humans would make. And that's one thing that really concerns me about cryptocurrency is that those algorithms could be used uh, and allow you to be able to buy or not buy, allow you sell, mm -hmm. not sell. Mm -hmm. They could not send you your money if you don't do certain things. And so, mm -hmm. yes, uh, artificial intelligence and especially cryptocurrencies in the facets that they're trying to push them into to control the world could get to be algorithms, and, and yes, if it was algorithms, it would be all artificial intelligence well, ruling it. Well, it, it sure is looking like AI is going to be ruling everything anyway. I mean, you know, there's that eerie scripture where it says, and they gave power unto the beast so that it may speak and make laws. Uh, evidently, evidently, what it was, it couldn't, but it was given power. That sure sounds like an AI super world computer there. But notice what we're learning that 
Russia's monetary system is being completely shut off. And right. uh, so, you know, obviously, and they did that in Canada with the truck drivers. They were shutting off their mm-hmm. money supply just digitally, just, just wiping them off the face of the earth. And so that tells you there's just that, that this this everybody get online and everybody do everything virtually business is nothing but get yourself tied to the beast because we will be able to control you with a keystroke. That's right. Because anytime that you look at it, it'll force like people like Russians and, and other people to go into these cryptocurrencies to evade the sanctions. And so if you don't have surveillance on that crypto like you need, then that can set up. Uh, you know, somebody evading whatever. So the intent, which I think, was to force this issue, to be able to force more laws and make it more controlled Mm -hmm. so that nobody can do anything without somebody knowing everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like I said, pushing the Ukrainians to, to, you know, use the Starlink satellites to connect to... um, to people through computers and then you've got Elon Musk who has the Neuralink with the brain and connecting the brain to the computer and the computer to the satellite using the artificial intelligence and then throwing you know these algorithms in there for cryptocurrency and controlling it all mm-hmm. you're looking at a point in time when it's true like scripture says you will not be able to buy sell or trade unless you have that mark of the beast yeah. and it's coming i mean it is coming because we see it i mean they they are setting this up and i fully believe that the 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 playground for this is is with russia and ukraine right now and what's going on the mm-hmm. bioweapons Everything that's going on with that, the release of uh, bioweapons, the way to fix those bioweapons. I mean, we're talking about things that have been going on in that country for a very long time. And you would think that you would want those types of laboratories near major medical universities to be able to do the most effective work. But for some reason, they were put where they're at. And and like I said earlier, I think it's all a game plan. And Mm -hmm. we have to remember that whoever's in charge of Russia, China, whoever's in charge of the United States, you know, if it becomes the Antichrist playing like he's God and uniting us together to go after the, you know, Russians and the Chinese at the Battle of Armageddon, it's all bad. I mean, we're being led to slaughter by these powers yeah. that be, yeah. and and it's uh, not not a good not a good thing. No, and you, and you, when you look at it, you can really start seeing it lining up, and to be aware that it, it's like one looks like we said one looks like a good guy, and one's like a bad guy. You got to be careful. You got to mm-hmm. be really careful to start pointing fingers like who's the bad guy because it's it's uh, double speak and it and I studied it so much that when people started asking me questions about it I was like you know I, I'm not really believing that this is a good deal and that he's the bad guy and this is the good guy right. there's something else underlying oh, it sure and the more is. I began to research it, about it, 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 it's too easy because it's it's all because the same message from everyone in the world is it was the same message we were getting for two and a half years on a whole nother topic and that turned out to be a fraud so the, that was all just put everybody was saying the same thing and they were making laws against it i'm pretty sure that if somebody says something to, that may reflect positively on russia right now they're probably going to get banned so that's probably oh, the yes. next step i, I think or anybody you will, that tries to make him the good guy yeah. you know they're going to be really hit up about that mm-hmm. i mean i saw 
uh, Tucker Carlson the other night really get slam dunked about the Ukrainian thing. But I, I, I totally agree with him, you know, all the way. All the research shows us that those labs have been there. Mm-hmm. They were approved, you know. Mm-hmm. Sam Nunn is from Georgia. I know that he was, you know, well, they're, up well, they're there trying, and trying and to say they did these on the labs, labs they're trying to say those days. on the labs are trying to say that if even if you say the labs are there, then you're saying something for Russia. That makes you a Russian uh, you know, you're like wow. a January 6th person. You know, you're an insurrectionist right. if you point out that Ukraine has got bioweapons lab funded by our own damn government. But, you know, when you said th- the, this is connected to that, the weirdest thing coming into my mind, Dr. Joy, and I'm going to lay it on you. <laughs> this, this came into my mind here because I'm a cowboy. See, so I think in these kinds of terms. The beast connected to the AI. The AI connected to the satellite. Satellite connected to your bank account. The bank account connected to your laptop. Laptops connected to yourself. So that's that's weird. Right. I don't know. Your backbone. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, it's like everything is connected, and that is the 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 most. I guess. Uh, I guess it's the most perfect scenario to really allow us to understand that we are literally living in the days of tribulation. Because never in our human history have we ever come across anything that could literally change us as humans. And let me just say, Klaus Schwab, with this World Economic Forum, and this promotion for transhumanism is to connect your brain through artificial information you know, intelligence into the cloud. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't make any, you can just look up him if you don't believe me and read what he says. Mm-hmm. He literally is promoting and he has all these people in all these governments, all these politicians that supposedly are supposed to be looking after us who are going along with his mindset that it would be better for all humanity to be connected to the cloud mm-hmm. so that, you can download and have this information, whatever. The problem is, it's just like a computer. Mm-hmm. Well, people may. It is not you, where you cannot be. In other words, somebody can hack you. Right. And if you got your brain connected up there, there's mm-hmm. already technology, and I've been proving this. I mean, back when I did nanotechnology in my books, even Eden and in the Beguile books, there's been technology to connect your brain a long time ago and, and use you like a remote control and make you a Manchurian candidate. Well, we have to be this careful. This is just higher technology see, that see, makes it for everybody. See, we, we don't know that the thoughts we have are really our thoughts. They could be being beamed in by some super, super weapon. And by the way, people may want to ask, why is a Barack Obama, Barack insane Obama in the choice of Antichrist list choices? Well, because it may suggest that, well, he's, he's gone. He's not even president anymore. But I would say, nay, hold on, my brethren, uh, because Obama was the first president to not leave D.C. after he got uh, kicked out. He established an office there, so evidently so he can make these controlling factors. He seems to be controlling that guy in the White House right now, and he has a direct connection to the bioweapons lab in Ukraine. So I would I would say that boy he's not out of this thing okay he's behind the scenes you talk about people behind the scenes that guy is one of them and it, and I still haven't seen the birth certificate okay I don't know where it is but uh, I don't even think he's real all right uh, he could be a clone freak from somewhere from some ancient Egyptian uh, uh, well they uh, they tried to say that there was a connection to his first book where he said you know he was not from the United States and it came out and I'm like why would they put that on the cover uh, inside cover of a book about an author if it was not correct exactly I read that clearly was not from the United States the other thing is is that um, 
to be to be an antichrist, you have got to you have connections to the tribe of Dan. And there has to be a lineage connection to be able to be a prince. And you have to have uh, a lineage to be able to establish. You can't just say, I'm a prince or I'm a king or whatever. You can't establish that. You have to have the thoroughbred lineage of that. That's one of the reasons that I took so long in um, my book, uh, Beguiled, in Volume 3, to kind of go through and explain what it was, what, what was the scriptures telling us that this Antichrist has to, to meet. In other words, it's qualifications. You just can't come out and say, oh, I, was, I look like Hitler, or I act like Hitler, or, you know, I'm just a mean guy, and I have all these kinds of things. You have to have a lineage. You have to have a pedigree. You have to have the connection from the tribe of Dan. You have to have all these things that are in place to control the world. And you have to have behind you right now, a group of people that will allow you to use ecological means to control the world. Because the Antichrist, who's riding the white horse, or the, the, the apocalyptic horse there, it says that he has a bow with no arrows. Mm. And that means he has the power. He must, be, he must be of thoroughbred lineage. He cannot ride a white horse without thoroughbred lineage. Mm -hmm. William rides a white horse and has since he was born. The other thing is, the fact is, you have the power and the military might behind you. In other words, you have the money, and you have the land, and you have the ability to control. The thing about it is, not having the era means that you will be controlled by him without him ever having to fire a shot. Mm. And so this earth shot prize that he is promoting right now encompasses all the major corporations in the entire world with the monies being focused on sustainability, along with DP World, who is very involved with him and totally changing the way we do business worldwide. He's also involved in all the healthcare systems of the world. So you've got to have these kinds of things to be able to meet the criteria of being the Antichrist. Mm. And you've also got to be able to stand in the temple of God and proclaim that you are God. Ooh. You've got to have the pedigree. He has the pedigree on paper. The royal family can trace themselves all, all the way back to King David. And it is saying to us that at the end of days, if you are supposed to be Christ, you have to be connected to King David. You have to have that lineage. So that's why I took a lot of volume three of the Beguile series to go through and say, okay, these are the qualifications that you must meet. In other words, you've got to be Jewish. The, the Jewish people mm -hmm. who do not believe Jesus has come yet are not going to be fooled by somebody who says they're the Messiah. Well, I, I know I asked you this last time you were on, but is, wasn't there another stipulation that he will not have regard for women? Right, and the the regard for that would be that would be Barack Obama because he's certainly not married to one. <laughs> no, but th this means the regard for the women and the gods of women. There were asterisks. There was Diana. The scriptures, if you'll go back and look at what the Hebrew and the Greek words were, it's mm -hmm. not talking about him not. Because a lot of people wanted to say that he was going to be a homosexual. That is not what that scripture means. not going to be a homo. No. In okay. other words, it is basing that he is not of what he believed, what the gods of his fathers would have believed in that particular instance. And we can kind of see that being changed now because when uh, Prince Charles, who is William's 
uh, well, I guess father here in, in chain of command, um, when he said that he was going to take over as king, that he was going to become defender of the faith. In other words, not defender of the faith, F-A-I-T-H. The, the queen has always been the defender of the faith. In other words, the, the faith of England and what their church was. Charles is changing that to de- become defender of the faith, and meaning all faith. Mm. And the mm-hmm. other thing is, is the connectability that the Antichrist will connect Muslims and Christians under uh, the father Abraham. And we see the Pope right now doing that. We see the fact that we are, you know, looking at Dubai and them having the cathedral that's being built over there for Muslims and for Christians and coordinate that into Chrislam. And so you've got to have someone of the faith who is going to accept the both of those particular things. And, of course, at William's wedding, he uh, did a Jewish tradition uh, of breaking the glass, and he did a Muslim tradition of having the meat killed. The meat that's going to be served has to be killed at a certain time of day and in a certain way. And all of that was done appropriately. And then the coordination of Muslims and Christians for Chrislam. We see that the the Catholic faith is pushing in that direction Mm -hmm. because they are the ones that are establishing that. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that we have had the Abrahamic Accords in which now we have people in the Senate and Congress here in the United States working toward getting more people in, you know, in the peace plan process with with Israel. So I find it interesting that the United Arab Emirates, who were the first ones that Trump used to accommodate and make the transitions of the embassies and that kind of thing, promoting this these first peace accords, that the first planned visit that Prince William had was to the UAE back in February. And people don't realize the connectability to the British and the UAE. So it's it's all kind of being coordinated together. In fact, the prince that was there that welcomed Prince William said, you know, he could not get over what a celebrity, what an iconic person, you know, William is. And you must understand, in the book of Revelation, he is an iconic person, a person of iconic stature. Mm -hmm. And it's iconic in all places, not just you know, one okay. place here and one place there. All right. So there's look. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I, I bring into that so that you understand it's just not pointing a finger at somebody. It's telling you these are the these are the criteria. Okay. And here's where he meets that criteria. Okay. All right. I want to welcome to the live chat G O N Anita A, Robert, Timothy, and Roxy W all joining the program here. We have on our newsmaker line tonight, Dr. Joy Pugh. We're talking about from Eden to Armageddon, and we have a link to her website in the bio section right underneath the player. And then uh, we'll upload the video and the podcast tomorrow on Apple Podcasts and the YouTube channel as well. All right, uh, Dr. Joy, we have this question here. Uh, do you think Ukraine could be the land of Khazaria? Uh, where the Khazarians were. Khazari- well, the Khazarian okay. Jews, I mean, th- this is where a lot of people get, you know, a Jew is not just a Jew. And I remember the first time I came across this, I was like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? <laughs> the Sephardic Jew and the Kazarian Jew are two different Jews. The Sephardic Jews are the Jews that really have come from the, the original Hebrew tribes. The Kazarian Jew came about because the 
true Hebrews and Israelites were told by God, do not mingle with the Babylonians, do not mingle with anybody else, kill every man, woman, child, and their animals. But, unfortunately, the Hebrew children did not do right. No. And they intermingled with the Babylonians. Okay, so, the term Jew was no, that wasn't even a part of nothing at that particular time, okay? So, you had Hebrews, you had Babylonians. When they intermingled and married, they produced children. In other words, a Hebrew married a Babylonian. They, right. Okay, when they had a child, it That's wasn't pure right Babylonian, there. and it wasn't pure Hebrew anymore. Mm -hmm. There's where the term Jew came up. So this is why you've got Kazarian Jews that were the mingled group of the Hebrews, the Babylonians, mm -hmm. became Kazarian Jews. And then they were come, they were from that area, Kazaria, which was all up in that area, in the Black Sea, in the Caspian Sea, all mm -hmm. that stuff is connected, and it all comes down and filters down. In my book, I show that, how that filters down into the British Isles. And then you've got the Sephardic Jews, who were typically of Jesus. And that's where people get confused. The Kazarian Jew that typically runs Israel is shown as a dark skin, hook nose, uh, kinky kind of hair. Ooh. The Sephardic Jew has blonde hair, blue eyes, and a lighter skin, which in, in the descriptions that I've been able to find of Jesus was like that. We know that Noah was like that. So when you look at what was the true thing, Look at what Hitler was looking for, and look what he wanted to produce was the perfect blonde-haired, blue-eyed mm -hmm. person. He was looking to like manifest the true, uh, the true Hebrew. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get rid of that lineage and and make an Aryan race that was like mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. replace it. Is what he was after. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that's that's where the term Jew came from. Um, so. As we open up the broadcast, I asked you the question of where are we in the book of Revelation, Matthew 24, and and the and the seals. Uh, I didn't get to address that. I want to talk about that real quickly. Talking about the seals, what seal do you think are we at right now? Well, you know, I was looking at that the other day because I do believe that if, if um, you know, if William really could be the person and he is able to ride the white horse, he does have the power of the bow to control the world through the connection of the ecological uh, connections that he has and mm -hmm. that he's promoting. It's getting bigger and bigger mm -hmm. by the day. And then if we're going to be forced into having to follow those ecological uh, mandates, that is going to be to keep us from having pandemics. They'll have all these things that they make you do. So mm -hmm. if, the, if the white horse is being ridden, then apparently it's getting started. Now, has he come on the scene? Do we know that he is going to be the beast? Not yet. And then I was looking at what it was saying about the red horse. And it was talking about that in, this, you know, in the second horseman, um, that there would be like, you know, rumors of war and, um, and that there would be wars. There would be talk of war. So I, I found it interesting that, you know, up until now, we have been pretty peaceful in the world. I mean, we have terroristic kind of things, but it's been more relatively mm -hmm. peaceful mm -hmm. without, you know, uh, any kind of major, major wars. But at the same time, I found it strange 
and I, I had read some commentary, and I, I don't know who to, to address and say what com- I read so much, I don't know who said it, but <laughs> the, I read a commentary that said that they felt like that no other war in our history had ever been where a country told somebody, um, I'm going to attack you and then mm-hmm. do it, because mm-hmm. that's a rumor that becomes a reality. And in fact, that's what happened with Putin because he did tell, I'm going to go after them and I'm going to make war with them. And then he kind of told them, I'm going to do this. So, you know, usually in a, in a situation with war, you don't tell anybody like the Japanese mm-hmm. who hit Pearl Harbor. I didn't mm-hmm. say, hey, by the way, we're on All the right. way. Of course, I do believe some people knew that, but still, you just don't like broadcast it out. So I think it was strange that the second horseman, when it talks about the wars and rumors of wars, that we we literally could be looking at the fact that Ukraine uh, was literally told, we're, you know, Russia said, we're going to come after you. And he did exactly what he said he's doing. The other thing is, is that we know that China is very interested in Taiwan. And we know that when the Olympics were going on, that Putin and uh, China's uh, uh, president were together. You know, and that there was probably some correlation of, hey, I'm going to do this, we're going to do that. I mean, it's a perfect time for somebody to get together without prying eyes of the CIA, you know, being able to bug something in that in that country with both of them together like that. But, I, I mean, I do think that we could be looking, you know, at the second horseman okay. with that, you know, wars and rumors of wars because it's only going to escalate. I mean, Poland is already getting scared. You're getting refugees that are running out of Ukraine. There's nowhere to put them. It's like the Mexicans coming into the, our, you know, United States. It, it's just an influx of people all changing around during a pandemic. And, mm-hmm. and so those kinds of things are only going to make other things worse. And then, unfortunately, with uh, the shortages we're going to start seeing and the escalation of prices and the fact that we can't get certain products Mm-hmm. I mean, all this is just kind of all playing together, yeah. Daniel. I mean, I, I just see that, you know, where it talks mm-hmm. about that, the, the, you know, the wheat for a penny and the pale horse. I mean, I can see all this coming. I mean, mm-hmm. I literally, yeah. I look at Lake, look at um, uh, Lake, uh, it's Lake Powell that's out there by um, Nevada that's drying up. This over at, at the dam there uh, that funds all the water for. Uh, Las Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. those those lakes, and and they're drying up everywhere. I mean, the, in the Middle East, they're drying up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amazon, this rivers down by the Amazon that are all dry. So you know, the more that we get where there is um, uh, terrible weather situations mm-hmm. and droughts, and then the ability not to be able to mm-hmm. manufacture or produce like wheat and things of that nature. And then when countries get scared, they don't export. So then if we were expecting the import, like I mentioned before, and we don't have Mm -hmm. it here, then we can already see the gas prices are escalating. The shelves in our uh, grocery stores are getting empty. There's certain products that they cannot get. So it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm afraid we're, we're seeing those, the ride, all these horsemen coming at us. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, yeah, like I said, never I, before. I, I said in my ranting points, just for the broadcast I do every week, uh, that there's not been one decision by this government that's benefited our country. Not one. And, it's, and in fact, it's not just a negative thing or just, just a, a not positive or negative. It's, it's what decisions are made are negative. And so it's like they're feeding us. At least the last administration, somebody with uh, 
uh, prophetic beliefs could get messages to that president about the future. Where this administration, being atheistic demons that they are, uh, they don't have anybody say like, Read, they're not going to read, be reading your books or any other prophetic books. They don't even believe they that there's a God. Go, oh, how does she know that? <laughs> so that was easy. That's my, no, that's my prophecy it's right true. there. So I'm, so I'm just saying they don't have any spiritual context whatsoever. And it's like this, this soulless thing, this mechanism that's pushing these events forward. But so we're talking about a pretty dark future. But we're also saying this, this future is pretty close too. So Dr. Joy... What do you recommend people do to prepare for what is clearly coming? Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that Scripture tells us we are to work till Jesus comes. I mean, that's one of the things that Scripture tells us, that we don't stop. We are to be soldiers. We are to stand strong. The biggest thing is, is that um, Satan knows each of our Achilles heel and what he attacks you with, Daniel, may not bother me. What he attacks me with may not bother you. He finds the individual thing on each of us, and that's what he goes after. And the biggest thing is, is that during this time, you've got to be very vigilant about what you're being told. You can't just take things at face value. You've got to go out and you've got to spend some time researching it. Instead of playing on Facebook, you need to be reading your your Bible. I mean, you know, Satan has a good way of getting us hooked up and friendships and fun things and whatever. And what happens is we go to the church and we sit there for an hour and we sing 30 minutes. And then for 30 minutes, we hear somebody speak and then we walk out and we go back into the world. And, you know, some people can't even remember what they the preacher said on Sunday after they get out and get to doing something. It's, it's important that you know the word of God. If you have the word of God within you and you know what's coming, it's like having the knowledge of something, even though it's going to be bad. Even though it's going to be bad, if you have the knowledge about it, then there's better choices to be made. And you know how the, the end is. 100% of scripture in prophecy has come true to this point. Tells me that the rest is going to be to the truth identical. What does it tell you? Work till Jesus come, put on the armor, keep your mind, your body, everything focused on the word. You know, Take time to understand who God is. Pray to him. Speak to him. Live for him. Because as these days get worse, it's going to get so much worse. Be vigilant. If you don't know about artificial intelligence, if you don't know about a mark of the beast, if you don't know about cryptocurrency, take time to understand that there's coming a day that if you don't take that mark, you will not be able to put food on your table. Now, is that going to be one of those things where you say, oh, I've got to have milk for my baby, so therefore I'm going to take the mark, and you don't understand, knowledge-wise, you take the mark, it's over with. Because the moment you do something to the human body that makes it artificial, you are no longer having the DNA that God put in you. You are becoming a transhuman, and you are a patented individual at that point owned by a corporation mm -hmm. i mean the stuff that i'm reading is just really bad so the <laughs> yeah. main thing is that you have got if you're going to be a christian during this day and time it may mean dying for your faith mm -hmm. it may mean having your head cut off on main street mm -hmm. it may mean all kinds of things doing without starving there could be some terrible terrible things that will come to pass but i will tell you this there is going to be a catching away you don't want to miss. 
that boat. Because <laughs> wow. if you're left, if you're left Ooh. after that, oh my gosh. If you think it's bad till that point, if you don't make it and you end up, you can't find the people that you know and love that are Christians, you are, that to me would be your worst nightmare is to know God, not live for him and miss that first boat out of here. Don't miss the first boat. Keep your lamp lit. Hmm. Uh, well, that's a that's a pretty pretty powerful thing there. So you're saying people need to be prepared. But let me ask you something um, concerning the mark of the beast. With this pandemic thing, there's a certain thing that they want everybody to get. But it seems that they could have compelled everybody to get it. But they didn't. It's still there. Still seems to be a choice. They just say, "But you know, you can't have a job. You can't go here. You can't go there." They didn't come to your house for the most part. And although some places they probably have, but in general, there seems to be a permission. It's like they want your permission for something, and it can't be good. So it must be that you have to agree to it. Because if they give it to you and you don't agree to it, does does that still change you? And does that take you out of the kingdom of heaven? And is that the mark of the beast because they force it on you? Or is that something you have to agree to to make the, the mark, of that effect? Yes, I understand that. The mark of the beast will be something that you will have to choose. If you are, uh, you know, if you are held down and done something to, that, that that's not going to be the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is going to be your choice. And mm -hmm. I saw him say it's going to be done without ever having to fire a shot because it's going to put you in such a situation of your own death or the death of your family that you will choose to do it. And if you choose to do it thinking you're saving your family or you're going to do something better for you, like you could live forever in a transhuman body and all these things that they're, you know, they're mm -hmm. preaching and trying to make you get it yourself involved into. If you believe that and you take that mark, it is history. You will go to hell that's exactly what scripture says. Do not fool yourself. So yes, it will be a decision, but it's a, it's a hard decision, Daniel. If you knew tomorrow, if I walked up to you and said, you got 24 hours to make your decision, you're going to take this mark or we're going to cut your head off tomorrow at midnight. Mm. No, it's a, I mean, it's something to really think about. It. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And it could be that, you know, you can't get your food. You can't get your retirement. You can't get your check. You can't get, you can't get a job. You can't buy milk. You can't do anything. And so, you know, it's a choice. But Satan is going to make that choice so hard that he doesn't have to fire a shot. He makes you choose him. Mm. Wow. And that's scary. That certainly is. Well, Dr. Joy, we are at the end of the broadcast, but I, I just... Uh, I wonder if I can put you on the spot a little bit here. So I know there's people watching the program. This program has always had a variety of guests and topics and various things. And that kept, I believe that has kept our viewership diverse. There are people that are dedicated. There are people who are not saved. There are people in the middle, people close. But for people who may be at the point where you just threw some water on a seed that may be in their life right now, and they want to escape these things to come, I wonder if you might lead a prayer maybe of salvation that would help them to avoid the thing to come. So, so would you, would you do that? Sure. I would be glad to do that. But before you do, let me just say, if you're watching this program and you've heard, you've heard what Dr. Joy has to say, 
and there's something stirring inside you say well, this sounds so true and i don't want any part of what's coming and it sure looks like that is what's coming um remember jesus said to the pharisees i think he said who warned you of the wrath to come well there's a warning that kind of went out with this broadcast so if you if you uh, uh, agree with the prayer that uh, Dr. Joy is going to give right now, that's going to that's going to bring Jesus into your life, and it will seal you for that day, which is to come, the day of wrath, which is to come. So if you want if you want that, if you want to make sure that you uh, can make it through, and like she said, you don't want to be left here with this fire, fiery, fearful indignation that's coming on the planet, then agree with Doctor as, as she prays right now, and uh, let's just give a second or two. And then we'll, we'll just go ahead and give that prayer. Okay, if everybody would just uh, close their eyes and repeat after me, especially those that are looking for salvation. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you in this wonderful, wonderful night of, you know, talking about you, Father. And we just ask you right now, dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son, I believe he came down to our earth in the flesh and died on the cross to take away all of my sins and the sins of this world. I believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day to give us all eternal life. Lord Jesus, I now confess to you all the wrong and sinful things I have ever done in my life. I ask you to please forgive me to wash away all of my sins by your precious blood that you personally shed on the cross at Calvary. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask that you come into my life and that you save me for all eternity. Through your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, I now believe that I am truly saved and born again. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. 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 All right. Well, Dr. Joy Pugh, I appreciate you coming back on the Edge broadcast. It's been a lovely time with you. Once again, iron sharp, sharper than iron here. And I think the knowledge of many has been, uh, been uh, improved tonight. And uh, so I thank you for coming on the show. Can we have you on again sometime? I would love to be your guest. Anytime that you have an opening, all you have to do is let me know. I thank you so much, Daniel, from the first time that I ever had the chance to be on your show. You have always meant a lot to me. So thank you for allowing me to share all this research and to be able to touch people all over the world by being your guest. Thank right. you from the bottom of my heart. All right. Thank you too, uh, Dr. Joy. Be safe. Thank you again.